know if we can reach each other, but, uh, you know, yeah, the older or best. Yeah, cheers, cheers guys. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having us up for this. This has been awesome uh, to be able to kind of see the brew day going on and uh, be able to come here and, and get to tell this story. So thank you guys for inviting me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having us. For sure. Well, Stephanie was very apprehensive about having me. She's like, oh, i got to talk That's to true. Eric Walter. He's on strike, too. He's a jerk. <laughs> oh, no. Why, what, Wait, did you, what, what did you, what did you do? <laughs> Wait, Wait, I, I gotta know. I was What's just joking. Story? <laughs> Wait, what? Am I on a strike? Aaron was, Eric was giving very uh, big bear hugs last time. <laughs> oh yes, you yes. That? The, yep, that was. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. So we started off with a podcast at uh, Canyon Diablo Distillery. Um, that day. That day. Yep. And Luke was driving, so I was tasting all of the spirits. Uh, <laughs> and then we got here. You guys were having some. It was the women's brew. It was the women's women's brew. brew yeah. Um, so I had. Obviously, had some great beers on the patio, and then went to uh, where was it? Where'd we go? We were at Yucca North. Yucca North, and those church musics were flowing <laughs> like water. And uh, yeah, bear hugs were going all around. <laughs> uh, I got a good one from you this morning, so you know I, I was stoked. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was happy to get it. Well, so let's let's meet everybody. Uh, let's start with uh, with you. Who are you, and what is your role with? Um, I'm Jeff Eaton Jr. Got to pay respect to the dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Director of Brewery Operations at Mother Road Brewing Company. Excellent, excellent. My name is Stephanie Henderson, Director of Sales at Mother Road. Excellent. And this guy, uh, Jeremy DeConcini, one of the uh, original founders of Moto Sonora Brewing. We got to give your brother a shout out over there, right? Yeah, Jeff's over there. He's he's just having beers and and chatting. He's 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 outside <laughs> of the, uh, out of the limelight. We joked that he was witness protection, and then we realized he's actually the one that finds people in witness protection. Yeah. He's got that look to him. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he's got to protect. <laughs> I mean, you know, most people who's in starting out in the beer industry, you got to have a second job. He's a hit, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, now his cover's blown. Now he's got to change it up a little bit. Uh, but, uh, but no, so this is exciting. This beer you guys are doing, you're actually doing two beers, right? Today was the first brew day uh, at Mother Road, and then tomorrow you're going to drive to Fountain Hills to where are you guys going to go for lunch. So we're going to Phil's Filling Station. Which um, is a great name. I know. Yeah, and, right? and the owner's name is Phil. It wasn't just uh, a play on words yeah. or anything like that, but... <laughs> No, uh, we, we picked it out because they carry both of our beer, which is great. But, you know, the whole point of this collab was to really highlight our similarities as breweries, which is our love for cars, motorcycles, travel, the Southwest, history. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, being in his old 50s-esque diner, he's got all the Coca-Cola memorabilia. Oh, nice. and it, it's just really a uh, sign of the time back in the 50s. and. Yeah, so. Is he ready for the group of, of people who are going to be hungry? and? I warned him. <laughs> I warned him. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But no, it, it should be good. It's going to be a fun road trip. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so we'll start with the beer that uh, that was made today. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about this. This is a pretty cool brew that you guys did. So we decided on a smoked scotch ale. How do you decide on that? Like, how does that happen? Uh, well, originally, we were just throwing out a bunch of ideas, and uh, I've been wanting to make a smoked beer for a while. Okay. Have uh, you never made a smoked beer before? Uh, personally, no, but I've drank a lot of really good ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, years ago, one of my favorite beers, uh, they, I don't believe the brewery's in existence anymore, but they did a smoked Doppelbach. Ooh, and ever since then, I've been like, I want to create something like that. Yeah. And um, so throwing out ideas and people were like, oh, yeah, Scotch Hill. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we teamed up with a local barbecue spot that we uh, collaborate with a lot here, uh, Satchmo's Barbecue. Yeah. And we uh, brought him some malt, and he smoked some malt for us and did some trials. And we came back and, hey, you know, let's, let's do this one. We really like this one. And yeah. uh, so he smoked a bunch of Munich malt for us and, um, you know, really excited to brew with it. So How did he do that? How did they do yeah, Can I interrupt with a question? So it's a different smoker than where the meat is going. Just yes, to be clear. D- totally different smoker than the meat <laughs> is going. I, we matched in with some bacon. It was yeah. so weird. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody brought bacon this morning. What? Yeah, what the hell? Chaos. Come on. Pure chaos. I would, if I would have known, I would have brought some bacon. I would have brought the bacon for sure. <laughs> the George Foreman in the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turned on with my foot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is a cold smoker. Oh, and uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to check it out. He uh, told me I had to sign an NDA <laughs> if I wanted to check it out. Really? Yeah. Really? It's like a... Oh, he's serious a... business. Wow. Yeah. He, he, he designed this cold smoker on his own. And uh, he, I, you know, he was willing to let me come in check it out. I just didn't have the time to get away from the brewery yeah. to go do this. But um, I mean, does he have an NDA like ready to go? I think so. <laughs> All right. He sounded that's, pretty that's prepared. That's pretty serious. Like, like, yeah, no, here it is. Sign it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, just, I already sent you the link for it. Like, yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'll have to have my lawyer review right. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. So what is, I mean, I don't know much about barbecue. So cold smoke. So yeah. it's uh, indirect heat. So, you know, you're smoking barbecue. Yeah. It's over hot, hot smoke. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he quote unquote cools the smoke down. Yeah. Uh, but smokes over here, or fires over here. And then smokers over here, so somehow it cools down yeah. in between the two. Interesting. Um, less aggressive than yeah. uh, an actual hot smoker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's going to be a lot less smoky. Or yeah, is but it, yeah. but he it was interesting. So in the malt trials he did, uh, he did a dry smoke and a wet smoke. The difference being is as he was smoking the wet version, he was spraying all the malt with water, and as that water hydrated the husk skins it allowed uh, the smoke to absorb into that even more. Wow. So when we had these side by side, you know, the, the wet smoke, you could totally smell the pecan wood on there. Oh. Uh, real aggressive, real in your face. Okay. Uh, personally, I really liked it. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to use it, but uh, we put it through our sensory panel. Sure. Yeah. And everybody felt that uh, the dry smoke uh, was going to give a better flavor, okay. more approachable, more subtle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not so as subtle, but uh, it, it's not going to be a bacon beer. Okay, mm. okay. And we, and we didn't want to make a bacon beer. Right, right. <laughs> not now. Oh. Not, not yet. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so how did you how did you uh, feel when you learned it was going to be a smoked Scotch ale? Well, yeah, I, it's tough because we were talking about we wanted to release these beers at the Strong Beer Fest, and you know, there's it's two breweries and a lot of brewers and a lot of different ideas, and it's like, okay, well. Let's just figure this out because, you know, it's, it's a tough call. Everyone has their styles. And, yeah. you know, I, we've never made a smoked beer of any kind. And so it sounded aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they're talking like, all right, we're going to get this barbecue guy to smoke the malt. I'm like, okay. Never made a smoked beer. Certainly have never smoked any malt. Yeah. I'm like, this is definitely you know, kind of over my skis here. But uh, I can tell you the malt smelling it and tasting it this morning was amazing the wort mm-hmm. was great uh I, I mean it's too soon to tell what the yeast is going to do to it but i think that's going to be a really really cool beer oh yeah and the base being a scotch ale right which is, oh yeah we got uh, you know we got to use one of my favorite malts golden promise okay uh traditional english malt uh so that was fun to use in there uh we didn't go with the very traditional like four or five hour boil okay uh, didn't with quite the scotch ale, that's typically what uh, yeah, so okay. some people will actually take first runnings, have a small amount in their kettle, stop collecting wort, and just boil that small amount. Mm. And you get a lot of caramelization, and that's where a lot of color comes from, was, okay. is that caramelization. And then after boiling that for a little bit, then they start running off again and collecting more. Interesting. So uh, we didn't quite have the time in our production schedule to uh, spend, you know, all day making sure. one batch of beer. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it still has some really good color, and uh, you know I'm excited to try it. Yeah. So it, it pa- it's going to pack a punch. It's eight and a half percent ABV. Ooh, okay, yeah. So both of the beers, you guys, we'll get into the one that's being made at Moda Sonora tomorrow. But they're both some big boys. Sorry about that spit that just flew under your leg. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> Not in your beer glass. <laughs> I have an but, NDA actually ready for you. It's true. <laughs> Shit. All right, strike three. I'm out. Uh, no, that's that's. Uh, is that typical for a Scotch Ale for it to be that that high, or is it is it an ABV, or is it traditionally no, no, no okay, lower? Does yeah. that tilt into the wee heavy like mm. category? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't sound as cool. Actually, wee heavy sounds smoke <laughs> wee heavy sounds good. Yeah, right? yeah. You can I mean, think of some really good names with that. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, how long is it going to be until? So, will Strong Beer be the release of this of this beer? I think we're going to launch it in our tap rooms first. Okay. So Moto will take their brew and launch it for their community. We'll do the same like two days before Strong Beer. Okay. But at Strong Beer, we'll be right next to each other and be able to direct the guests to one yeah. another. Uh, but we thought it would be a good idea to kind of throw it on tap for our local communities who have supported us for so long and then you know, just kind of roll it out a couple days later. Yeah. And then it hits general market after that. Meaning, like, so what is there? Is this one batch? If you want it, come and get it. It'll be there for you. But so yes, one batch. A one batch. Okay. All yep. right. You're going to be packaging it all as far as probably not cans or anything like that. Just draft. Just draft. Just yeah. kegs. Okay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, and then, uh, so what's being made tomorrow at uh, Moda Sonora? Well, tomorrow's just the road trip. The, it'll be Wednesday okay. for the brew. Gotcha. Uh, that'll be double IPA. 
we had an anniversary beer. Uh, it was just a regular IPA called Radar Love, and and we wanted we've got enough IPAs. We wanted to do something that had some of those same flavor characteristics, but do it in a double. And this might have been my mistake because it's called Arizona Strong Beer Festival, and I think. You know, in my mind, that meant we had to make it like a big beer. And I talked to the people at the Guild. Apparently, they're trying to get away from that sort of <laughs> yeah. concept and get into more of like it's about the strength of the community. So uh, like, like that's that. why we kind of went big on these beers. But apparently, we didn't really need to. Um, so anyway, we're going to take Radar Love, which is basically going to be sort of a West Coast double mm-hmm. um, with a lot okay. of citra in it. Because the people, the, the beer that we made, Radar Love, people really, really liked. Um, and so we're just going to try and play with the things we liked about that beer and the things we didn't and just make it bigger. And so um, that is going to be called, well, we think, just tentatively called Wide Open Throttle. Ooh. Again, I was going with the sort of... <laughs> what was it? Big wide Open Throttle. Okay, okay. You know? I like that. So we're not married to it, but when I had to register for the festival, they, they needed a name. I was like, all right, this is it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Wait, we'll why see. isn't this your... Uh, we changed the name. Yeah, yeah exactly. What does what the name Radar Love come from anything specific yeah it's a golden earring song from the 70s radar kind of a rock love. and roll song You've heard radar love yeah i've been driving all night my hands wet on the <laughs> wheel oh, okay oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> it's a driving song yeah and uh it's kind of cool. we're all gonna be playing golden earring yeah in sync tomorrow <laughs> yeah. well what is uh so what's the name of the of the smoked scotch ale do you guys have a name for it yet? I don't believe so. Results uh, are inconclusive. That's yeah. a long name. We're think tanking. I like that one. Results are inconclusive. I mean, that's what I have a gift for beer names, you know. They're maybe not good, but, you know, I have a full list of horrible beer names. We'll have to throw some around It's tonight. tough, man. You spend all this time on, like, a really good beer name, and you put it on a beer that flops, and then you're like, oh, right? Yeah, oh, can't that do one. that again. Yeah. yeah. Totally know that feeling. Yep. So, uh, a little bit, about, I would say a little bit about, uh, we talked about this on, we did a roundtable with Discover Flagstaff, uh, but I mean, this, these beers are being made uh, to be released during Arizona Beer Week, right? So, uh, Jeff, you said this is your first year, when, when did you move here? Year and a half ago. Year and a half ago. Okay, yeah. so you were Beer Week last year. Yep. I had a Beer Week, but from what I've heard, this is the first like Beer Week since like 2019 that's actually like a full-on Beer Week, or maybe 2020. Um, have you? Do you go out and enjoy yourself some beer, on Beer Week in Flagstaff? Yeah, I try to, but yeah. I, I I got a two and a half year old right now, oh, and a five yeah. month old. So oh, uh, getting out doesn't happen all that often right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, but <laughs> strong, I was able to make a strong beer festival last year. Yeah, as a, as a, like serving or as a guest, like to to go and drink and I was enjoy doing yourself. both. Okay, <laughs> Jeff Senior joined us. Yeah, oh yeah, nice. yeah. Heck the yeah. pops was in town and. Uh, you know, left the wife and kid uh, with my mom. Yeah. And uh, me and my dad had a my dad had a great time. You know, at the end of the festival, I, he was all gung ho about tearing down the <laughs> the booth, like helping everybody Not out. Proper wages. I want to break something right <laughs> yeah. now. No, no, no. Couple's elbow right. Into it. Yeah. That's a great he, idea, he, by the way. I got to bring my dad to Strong Beer Fest. <laughs> like he'd be stoked to get out of the house and do all this crap. I don't want to do. You should. Yeah. You should. Totally. We should do that. My dad. Oh yeah, my dad. Would Our love dads it too. were hanging out. Yeah. Oh, that's well, great. so his dad was a Coors rep, and my dad used to be an Anheuser Busch rep back in the day, but he only serviced fraternities uh, in St. Louis. Really? <laughs> Isn't that chaotic? That was his market. Wow. It's only frats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was sustainable for him. Like he could. That was in, a full time job. Springfield, apparently. Missouri, yeah. in the late, you know, early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, okay. So, what does Mother Road have in in store on tap? for Beer Week. Hmm. We're, we're still putting these plans together. Okay. That's um, right. You only have about four weeks. So. Four weeks. Five weeks. We've got to, it's just beer. You better get brewing. <laughs> yeah. It's enough time, <laughs> enough time to brew a batch of beer. For yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. No, this, this, was the, this was the peak of our Beer Week goals, really yeah. to collaborate with not only an Arizona brewery, but a brewery that we had a similar culture with and really just be able to tell a good story yeah. uh, to our guests. But other than that, we'll kind of pepper events throughout the valley. Uh, we try to have a nice spread between east, west, northern, and Tucson. Okay. So my recommendation is just to keep your eyes on the Guild's website. That's where sure. most of us are uploading our events. So okay. we'll do some fun stuff, hopefully some pairing dinners, Something, you know, some tap takeovers. Hopefully just a nice blend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I dig it. What about you guys down in Tucson? What are you guys up See, to? This is where the B- minus comes in. Nay. <laughs> I, got, I, got as, I got as far as, all right, we're releasing this beer. We're having the release party. I'm pouring beers at the festival. 
trying to make sure that everything's ready to go for distribution after that. That's as, kind of as far as I got. Although I also, we also are kind of bringing out our Italian Pilsner. I'm super proud Ooh, of this nice. beer. I love this beer. I want it to be a year-round beer, and I want to like spread it far and wide. But it's a lager, and we're a small-time brewery, so the real estate in the tank, I haven't got there quite yet. But uh, we will be we will be serving that at the festival also. So I got a question. Nice. Yeah. So people have asked me this question before, and I haven't even been able to give them a straight answer. You know, I have a background brewing German-style Pilsners. What makes an Italian Pilsner? Well, it's kind of, okay, so it, it's, I would call it an emerging style. It should be, cla- it should be a classic style, but it's not. There's a, so Itali- I mean, what you would call an Italian Pilsner previously would be sort of any sort of European adjunct lager that's made in Italy, right? <laughs> but that is, that is not what, there was one brewery, and I can't think of the name of the brewery, but the beer was called Tipo Pils. And it was basically a, a, a clean pilsner. Basically, I, and I believe this. I could be wrong. When I get comments, just got to take them on the chin. <laughs> I believe it was like a, a, a Czech-style pils that's been lightly dry hopped. Mm. Okay. So, like, uh. Uh, like that's, that's kind of the thing. So it's just like, again, it, it feels like a classic beer. And different please, places do it different ways. Like, I think we were talking about the Fort Point one. Oh, yeah. I, I think they use... You know, North American hops. So it feels like a, it almost feels like a super, super light IPA. Um, ours, we use uh, like Hallertau Blanc, I think. Mm. We use a lot of traditional sort of European hops. So to me, it tastes like a European beer, even though it's not, uh, it's not a classic European style. Like it, it feels like when I drink our version and some of the other ones, depending on the hops that are used, to me it feels like a beer that should have been made in Europe for the last 500 years. It just hasn't been. And but it tastes fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It really does. Like, I, I drink ours, I feel like Julie Andrews and the Sound of Music, like, loping <laughs> through the Alps. Right? So, the Italian that, that might be That might be my weird, my, my, might be why, my weird, you know, thing, but... It is. It is. It's fine. <laughs> and what's that beer called, the Italian Pilsner? Super Leggera. Super Leggera. Yeah, that's Italian for super light. Okay. It's, it's a racing thing, so Aston Martin made one. I mean, a million car makers have made one. You, you took, a, like, a road car and like stripped it out mm. of all unnecessary weight to make it super light. So super Leggera. Great name. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Well, I love that. I mean, and this is why you guys connected is, is the, the branding uh, focus on the cars, right? You know, the, uh, that side of things. So, so for you, and, and I know you've been a guest on the podcast before and I Thanks can't remember me back. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was a tough one. I was like, ah, Jeremy <laughs> again with this. <laughs> no, we had a great time down there and, and I'm super impressed with their tap room and, and what they're doing, like with the both both uh, Mother Road and Moda Sonor and the branding is just so on point, and it just it's it's uh, it's iconic, right? Um, you know, you guys are obviously newer than than Mother Road, but it seems like you guys have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys make great. That's a, that's a very nice compliment. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm just saying it because the camera's on. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, how did that happen? Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you can hear the whole story if you go back and listen. If I remembered episode numbers or if I numbered them correctly from the beginning, I could reference back to oh, Jeremy. <laughs> So, but just look up Moda Sonoran on a previous episode and hear the whole story. But uh, a little bit of like, how did you guys come up with the branding uh, for Moda Sonora? Ooh, okay, so what starts, there was, there's sort of like an inflection point. And, and for us, it was 2010 in South Africa. We went, or Botswana, definitely Southern Africa. I don't remember where we were at that point, but, um, <laughs> you know, we were, we've always been beer nerds and we've always been into beer. And part of traveling uh, is experiencing new beers along the way. And, you know, I kind of told the story over and over again, but I'll kind of tell the short version now. Like, if I fly from Phoenix to Dallas, and I stay in a chain hotel, and I have an American adjunct blogger, that is not a traveling experience. Right. But if I drive from Phoenix to Dallas, and particularly if I do it in a car that's of questionable mechanical <laughs> stability, you know, I guarantee the beers that you're going to encounter along that way, you know, if you're a beer person, um, are going to be different and more interesting. And that trip is going to be a more uh, memorable experience for you. And so we were in South Africa, and we had rented these trucks. And one guy wanted, like, the Land Rover Defender, the iconic African safari vehicle, because um, it would just look so cool in photos. And, nice. and they're, they're pretty butch, you know, when they work. Um, I ended up, you know, kind of bunting and going with, a, like, a Toyota diesel with a 1,000-mile fuel tank. And I think there was one other car. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, and so we're driving through Africa, and Africa has a ton of German immigrants, so there's a lot of, like, African breweries that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. And so as we're camping and talking, and, well, what beer did you buy at that store? Oh, I bought this 
thing from Namibia, and I bought this thing from Kenya, and I bought this thing from Botswana, and you know, and oh, by the way, what happened with your car today? Whatever, like <laughs> those sorts of stories with the beer and the vehicles and the travel, you know, are the fabric of travel and adventure. And so that was where we, that was where we started. Um, and then for the actual name itself, we wanted something that sounded local because craft beer is kind of a local thing that was on brand for us, but also would sound cool even if you didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And so after, I don't know, 150 tries of trying to figure something (laughs) out that sounded good, that wasn't already taken, uh, we we ended up like sort of creating this sort of word that didn't exist before, Moto Sonora. And then the cool thing was when we went to the trademark office, you know, when when they approve your trademark, they also give you translations so that you're protected in other languages. And they go, well, in Italian and Spanish, as far as they could tell, Moto Sonora means the sound of engines. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's Let's go. So you know, cool. so. That is awesome. I did not know that part of it. Yeah, it was, it was, really it was cool. a big bonus. And do you guys treat it as one word, Moto Sonora? It depends. Like on the shirts, it, it breaks down into two. Um, a lot of times if I write it, I do it as one word, but with a capital S. Okay. You know, because like my last name, Deconcini, D-E, capital right. C, so it kind of seems kind of Italian. Right. I don't know. We're, we're really just kind of making this up as we go along. <laughs> Moto di Sonora. Yeah. <laughs> it's a di right? <laughs> well, and so now typically, you know, Michael's been a Michael Marquis, the founder, owner, CEO of Mother Road, uh, one of my favorite people ever. Very first podcast I ever did was right on the other side of that wall on the patio in November of 2016. Me and wow. Michael. Yeah, I was so ner- My wife even still jokes. She's like, you were so nervous and, and when she dropped me off. And she's like, when I got there, she's like, you were having a blast. Oh, like, well, I probably had like awesome. five beers, right? Like your first day of kindergarten. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Michael made it so easy. Like just his 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 storytelling and, and just his, his demeanor. Uh, so he's been a guest on the podcast multiple times. Um so I always get the story from him, mm-hmm. uh, but from you, would you share the story of Mother Road and its uh, attachment to the cars? Hmm. Well. <laughs> he's uh, not looking <laughs> at you. He's, he's like, nope, this is on you. No, this is, this is all on a, yeah, secondhand uh, hearing from Michael, but, um, you know, just on a road trip with the family and maybe not... Uh, totally passionate about the careers they both had at the time. And yeah. so kind of on the road trip, we're questioning how to combine their passions of the Southwest and traveling and beer yeah. and classic cars. And it was decided that night that they would open a brewery. Uh, he said the the answer in the car was a resounding yes. And little did he know that that sentence would define the next decade. Ah, yeah. So, other than that, I think it's kind of a blur, but, <laughs> you know, uh, we, yeah, Red, Red Cup makeshift brewery for a very long time. We've just been, you know, making things work, but, um, yeah. you know, like most breweries, we're just putting things together until they work. And Sounds like Jeremy's road trips, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and ironically, like, I was living in Flagstaff practicing law here when they opened originally. Oh, wow. And I came into this space when the tanks were like, I can't remember exactly, but it was tight. Like yep. everything was oh, like the yeah. whole brewery was mm-hmm. just kind of this space yep. and the tap room and everything. It was, it was really cool. Yep. You had the basketball court over there. You could shoot baskets, but you weren't allowed to take beer or else Cedar would hunt you down and oh, yell at you. <laughs> and a little ninja star coaster at you. That will just get you. But yeah, we've been lucky to transform this space so many times, and I think it's it's never looked better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I and I see as the brand continues to evolve, uh, the more like you know, early on it was you know the bottles, like the you know the the not the tall normal bottles. It was like the fat bottom bottles mm-hmm. that you guys had the what was it the twin arrow twin arrows twin yeah. arrows. Um, and I can't remember what the other ones were, but it was always the focus on you know on the cars and you know the Route sixty six and you know a lot of focus on cars. Um, but as this place starts to get more built out, like the, the lights that are hanging down have hubcaps on them, right? The hubcaps on the walls. And you go into the brewery and, like, they're named after classic cars. Yep. Like I saw Studebaker, Fermenter, yeah. or something like that. Auburn. Right? Auburn, yeah. yep. So you, are you a car guy? Uh, no. No? No. <laughs> I don't claim any knowledge of cars or anything. Okay. I mean, this is America. Like, I, even if you don't think you're a car guy, you probably are. Right, right. Because everyone gets around by cars, and cool. everyone lives and dies by their cars, and they sit in cars all the time. So, like, I've got a cousin who's just 
he had a Prius and all he cared about was getting like his maximum mileage on his Prius. <laughs> he would never claim to be a car guy. I was like, yeah. dude, you, it might not sound like it, but you're a performance driver. <laughs> now, 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 your metric of performance is a little different than mine, but you're like really spending a lot of mental energy thinking about how to get the mileage that you want. So, like in his mind, he wasn't a car guy, but he, he kind of was. Right. What, what do you got? You got a car? Like, let's hear it. <laughs> what do you drive? I, I, can, I, can I, I was all excited. You. I got. I had a, drove a, a 99 Ford Escort for like 17 years. Nice. Wow. Finally got rid of that. Bought a n- nice new car, Subaru Crosstrek, and then when we had kids. My wife was like. Yeah, that's the safer car. I'm taking that. <laughs> so, so now what do you got? A 2009 Hyundai Elantra. Woohoo! Ooh, dang, yeah, that's hey, that's old one. faithful. Hey, yeah. I get to work each day. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it works. Exactly. So. Well, I think it was the Hyundai Veloster, which is, a, to me, a terrible name. I think two years ago was like Road and Track Sports Car of the Year against Ferraris and Porsches and all these other wow. like, high-dollar cars. Because they, they factored value in. So, I mean, Hyundai as a car company is really kind of doing some things so you can smoke Porsche and Ferrari in a in a road test maybe that filters down to the Elantra I don't know yeah I'm not smoking anything in this car <laughs> Jeff's only smoking malt right no. yeah, yeah. You put the malt by the exhaust pipe maybe we got a chance yeah. <laughs> alright we're going to take a quick quick break um, to refill our beers and then we'll be right back alright All right, we're back and we, I, you know what? I was kind of tired to those folks, so I'm like, you know, get out. We need some fresh faces here. Uh, so I, I thought that's because we, we slipped you a twenty to get on to uh, be famous. Oh, I thought that was a hundred. Dang. Yep. Uh, well, you got to look closer when you when you palm the bill. You got to look at it first. All right, all right. Get a little more. Uh, no, uh, guys. First of all, thanks for having us up for this. This is this is a really really cool. Uh, project collaboration that you guys are doing. Uh, but l- before we get started, uh, as a part two of this episode, uh, let's meet everybody. So who are you and what do you do with uh, the company you're with? So my name is Jeff DeConcini. I'm one of the co-founders of Motor Sonora Brewing Company from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I'm really sort of Jeremy DeConcini's backup partner. Okay. He's the one that brought the inspiration and the soul to the project, and I just sort of back him up as needed. Uh, from the sounds of it, you're the one that basically keeps shit in line. I'm the one behind the scenes that keeps the building up. <laughs> Tries to anyway. He's giving these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael sir. Marquis, the uh, co-founder of Mother Road Brewing. Excellent. And I'm Dennis Alonzo. I, uh, my business card says Ambassador of Ale, and I'm also on the board of directors. Excellent, excellent. He's been a, he's been a fixture of this place ever since. I, I think he was here for the first episode, right? Might have been just chilling in the background, but Pro- probably lurking about. Lurking about. <laughs> that's what I special. <laughs> and, and, and now he's my boss. <laughs> ah, yeah. He was. That was. That's what you've been building up to this whole time, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really exciting. What you guys are doing. I mean, it's it's. There's collaborations, and then there's what you guys are doing, right? The whole trip, the whole, you know, brewing at two different places that are, what is it? How many? 400 miles away? Wait, 250. I looked at, okay. 250. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, my math is really bad. Uh, but you guys are making a smoked scotch ale. That's yes. interesting. Yes. Why? Be, well, you know, believe it or not, um, Mother Road Brewing makes other beers besides Tower. <laughs> It, it's a true story. I thought it was Tower Station Brewing Company. Uh, it, it seems that way, uh, but our brew team, they really kick ass. We have uh, 14 beers on tap right now at the tap room, and they are making a ton of incredible beers. Yeah. And so it's fun to break out of what people expect from Mother Road and make something unique with you know smoked malt, smoked yeah. hops. We've got all sorts of neat things going on. Yeah. Yeah. That was really impressive for me when I came in uh, as you got, you know, you got, what is there, like four of the, of the standards that are at the top of the tower mm-hmm. station. Um, and then the, the beers like this one, Fuel Up, is that what's called? Yeah. Fuel Up. This is fantastic. This is a, this is a hazy, mm-hmm. right? A little more hazy than the limited visibility. Yep. Well, the new limited visibility, uh, <laughs> we, we finally cracked the code and have a stable haze on that one. So yeah, okay. uh, that, we reformulated that beer, and uh, the new formula is rolling out right now into the trades. Nice, very yeah. cool. Yeah, that it's a was great one. Beer. It, yeah, it, 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 it no longer says shake well before opening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have the retailers merchandise them upside down, you know. Uh, we're still trying to get to that point. We still have our cakes turned upside down, <laughs> our hazy, because we're, we're getting there. We'll get there eventually. Hey, yeah. we have got trade secrets now. 
Oh, good. We'll talk later about those. Yeah. Steal, yeah. steal from the best, right? Or ask people that have been at it a little longer. Yeah. yeah. That's well, why we're here. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so how do, how, how, like, how do you keep the haze? Like, right, right, that is, so it doesn't fall out and... Well, Guess we could have put Jeff under the under the uh, oh, microscope. We, earlier, we, we love to harass people like that. <laughs> you know, if you want to get into the molecular science, yes, Jeff can do that. But yeah. um, for us, we we changed a little bit of our temperature and the mash, uh, and then we switched over to a new yeast strain yeah. uh, that worked a little bit better for us. That is uh, keeping some of those proteins in solution. Okay, excellent. So, wow, you guys. I mean, it, it, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's art, sometimes it's science. Sure, sure. Best beers are the combo of both. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, speaking of that, I was very glad to see Lost Highway on yes. the uh, on tap. Is that what you got? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Back in the day, the twenty ounce uh, Lost Highways on the patio <laughs> Ooh, that can make for a fun afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much fun to bring it back as a seasonal. Uh, you know, Stephanie drags me out in the trades from time to time, and I try to listen very carefully uh, to our consumers and our accounts. And I swear, the last trip through Tucson, I don't know what it is about you Tucson folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's like, where are you going to go with We this like thing? being there, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, we went to eight accounts that day, and they set up the best route. Every, every buyer was there, every key decision maker. Eight for eight, I was scolded for not having lost highway. Ah, and I said, okay, really? we'll bring it back as a seasonal. And we were, we were joking with the crew internally. If this doesn't sell, I'm going to go just nuts. Uh, happily, uh, the first 100-barrel batch uh, obviously was gone immediately, so we brewed in a second 100-barrel to get us through the season. So um, thank you, Arizona, for uh, knocking me about the head and reminding me how tasty this beer is. Oh, it's so good. It is a very good beer. I've worked a bunch of uh, beer festivals, and... Without a doubt, it is the number one question was, even after it had been out of the market for quite a while, where's Lost Highway? How come you don't have Lost Highway? Where can yeah. I find Lost Highway? It's just it, more than every other question combined. Yeah. Well, you know, absence makes the liver grow fonder. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yes. You were waiting to use that. I was. <laughs> just kept it in his pocket for two months. Someday I'm going to pull this out. Today's the day. Right. Well, so we talked a little bit before, uh, and, and, and I kind of put Stephanie on, the, uh, you know, literally in the spotlight to ask her about, like, we'll, we'll talk about Moto Sonora here in a minute, but the mother road focus on classic cars, right? Like, what is the, why? Why, why such an involvement with, with classic cars? And um, It really, you, you've got to blame having a single mom for this, right. uh, because that meant I spent a ton of time at my grandparents. Okay. Uh, my grandfather restored classic cars. He loved uh, old Fords, but he'd, he'd, he'd do other things, Chevys. Uh, he had a pair of Auburns for a while that were absolutely magnificent. Uh, so I grew up from the time I was about three. I had my own coffee cup out in the garage okay. <laughs> and uh, learned very colorful language, uh, how to grab the wrong wrench and get yelled at, uh, all of those great things. But it led me to a love of motoring and, and, and working on old vehicles, okay. uh, it, it, which translated really nicely into building a brewery from scratch because mechanics is mechanics no matter what you do. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's really where it came from. And when I chose to come to Flagstaff for college in 92, how delightful that Route 66 runs through Flagstaff. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a great place for motoring. It's, it's one of those things. It's, it's my grandparents. It's the car club. It's, I just love the culture of cars. Uh, yeah. Car people are really cool people. Which, you're a car guy. I'm a car guy, yeah. too. So it's, <laughs> it's been a good fit. Uh, I drove up today in a 1977 Ford truck I paid $700 for. Dang. This was its like first just, road trip. Oh, so you just bought this thing? No, I've had it for a while. Oh, okay, okay. Never never on the highway. Okay. Oh, gotcha. You, so from Phoenix? <laughs> yes. To, and then to, tomorrow to Tucson, so it's going to be a 600-mile test drive. Wow. Wow. Are you expecting? Uh, so far, so good. Yeah. Don't jinx me. <laughs> we, we, we've got all the extra oil and the yep. uh, tools, right? You got tools? Sure. Okay. Just bring beer. <laughs> bring beer and the phone number for roadside assistance. There you go. <laughs> so, so what else? Like, what have you always been in the cars, Dennis? Like I have been. Cars? Yeah. So, like Michael has the uh, Ford. Pardon the pun. The Ford Focus. Uh, so do I. Uh, my dad was a Ford dealership mechanic. Okay. 
I grew up around Fords. You know, he had an old Bronco back in the day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've always liked old cars and old bikes and old things and Route 66. And yeah. So just just the street right behind you here a few feet was Route 66. And that's really cool. That yeah. It, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so much part of the story. And for it to be, it's not like, oh, yeah, you know, Route 66 five miles up that way. It's like, nope. no, it's out that window a foot yeah. behind your Seven head. feet behind you. Yeah. I, I mean, it is, right hard, it is hard to imagine because this building was built about 1925. And to think of by the Dust Bowl era of the 30s, we had Okies and people traveling west for a better life right in front of our building. Yeah. And, it, and that's, that's very humbling. And we've always tried to have that spirit of looking for something better um, in our beers. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you guys too the, with the Moto Sonora, like the, uh, you know, Jeremy uh, talked about the story of like how you guys um, you're traveling in Africa, right? Sure, like, sure. But even before that, before even Africa, traveling for both of us, you know, on land before it was even called overlanding was always a thing for us, right? Yeah. Jeremy mentioned you know flying from point to point, and there's there's something very distant about getting in the magic flying tube and transporting yourself yeah. somewhere else. But if you can literally connect the dots to a place and tell all the stories along the way, that makes for such a better story and such a better adventure, and that really is more than half the adventure of wherever you're going. And so that, that sort of came along with the Africa story and traveling in different beers in different places, and that's, that's sort of what brought us to this theme for this brewery. Yeah. I dig it too. Have you been to their to their top room yet? Is this gonna be your first? This this will be my first time because uh, they had the uh, stellar timing of opening what three days before uh, three before days. COVID three locked days. everything three down. Three days before uh, the shutdown. Yeah. And actually, to be honest with you, we didn't even really open. We had our soft opening on March 14th. We were scheduled for a grand opening on the 21st, but we never got there because I think the shutdown was the 17th yeah. or something like that. Someday we're going to have a grand opening. <laughs> Someday. I, I, I think you should just do one for the hell of it. Just on some weird Thursday? Just random. And just, right? and just don't do tell it. anybody? Right. <laughs> Make it a big deal. Right. Like, I, I, like actually, I, you just blow the thing up as if it's brand new. Any silver coin, any beer night, this is our grand opening. Right. Right. Oh, uh, a copper coin you night. Remember, you remember that, yeah, right? I, yes, I, right. I, I, I also was up here at school at NAU in the 90s. So. Yeah. We, when was we, copper coin night? Uh, no, no. It, it was it was silver coin night. Any silver coin. And it was any either, beer. And it was at the Redwood. Yes, that's well done. Yeah. Your so memory's very impressive, the, the by Redwood the way. The Redwood on 4th was a rough place where... We used to get into Tommy's Volkswagen bus from our house in O'Leary and drive over there for oh those God. nights. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah and it, two, three beers, you'd be, you'd be good and ready. And, and, you'd have to, <laughs> and you'd have to call a friendly cab back then because this was before Uber and Lyft. Tommy ah. never drank. He always got us all the way back home. It was great. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. a good friend. Yeah, good great friend. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, was, yeah, I think you can be very impressed. The, I love your guys' tap room. Uh, I mean, the, the big beer garden, but uh, but like the vehicles, you guys, you still have the vehicles on, on site? Yeah, we have yeah. a couple bikes inside, and on any given day, you never know what's going to be on what we call the Concourse de Moto. It's a big concrete strip we mm-hmm. have in the beer garden. We bring you know anything from food trucks to sometimes you know old NSXs back there, uh, sometimes Range Rovers, but there's hopefully always stuff there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Actually, when we pull in, we'll probably bring all of our cars in there yeah, on the cool. concourse. We, we obviously, we need more space here in our parking lot, right? Jeez. You do. I'm so excited about this concourse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I only mean, three cars deep. Don't get too excited. That's right. <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's so funny that, you know, we have our two breweries, and it's taken us this long to get together. Yeah. I mean, we are yeah. just like kindred spirits on this it was, it was inevitable. No matter how long it took, it was going to happen. It was going to happen. Yeah. Had you guys met before? Like, had you guys met before this? No. We, this? We're trying to make a connection because we were both here in the early 90s. Yeah. We got really close during the filming of Forrest Gump, but we're not quite there making the one-on-one we, connection. At, at, at lunch today, we were yeah. within, I would say, probably a few, 100, 100 feet of yeah, each a few other. yards for sure. And uh, uh, During yeah. the filming of the Forrest Gump scene where they run downtown. Yeah. Where they run right yeah. through we Flagstaff. Yeah. You guys were both there. Because we were yeah. both in college at that yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. It was all, it's full circle. We'll get there. It was, yeah. it was meant to be. Yeah, I uh, got to visit a few weeks ago and uh, I was buying an old car, a rusty Ford Mustang. Yeah. Brought it straight to the brewery on a trailer. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a fit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we made a love connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the beer too, right? Like, I mean, you can have this great, you know, this great tap room and all of this, but. You know, you got to come through on the product as well. You guys do that. There's no doubt about it. Yep. You guys make some great beers down there. Thank you. We're trying. Tomorrow, Wednesday at Double uh, West Coast? Ish. West Coast ish? Yeah. Double ish or? Definitely double ish. (laughs) Definitely double West Coast ish. Okay. Okay. What does that mean? 
it means probably fruitier than your standard West Coast, okay. but not as fruity as a hazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, I was going to ask you, uh, too, uh, how did you get involved with, with Mother Road? Uh, it really started with drinking beer. Okay. Just coming uh, in as a Coming, like in, coming as a in as a regular. Yeah. And uh, the, the taproom manager, finally one day she's like, why the hell aren't you an investor here? <laughs> and she slapped down the pr- prospectus in front of me. Ah. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. And then at the time, shortly thereafter, after I invested, uh, Tower Station came along, which you may have heard of. Heard of, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a brewery uh, down the street, right? No. And, <laughs> and at the time, Mother Road really didn't have much in the way of sales people. Yeah. And so as, as uh, accounts in the Phoenix area started hearing of Tower Station, wanting it, and not being able to get it, I think I did a lot of uh, you know, uh, soothing of hurt feelings and... I, yeah. I thought it was called guerrilla marketing. There you go. <laughs> Hi, we have this delicious beer, and you can't have it. Right. <laughs> it's so good. But here's a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't get mad at us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dennis was on the apology tour for a long that, while. Right. <laughs> what year did, did uh, Tower Station come out? Uh, we put that out in October of 15. 15. Okay. That was and a while ago. Pretty soon thereafter, yeah. it hit the fan. Yeah. We, we we didn't know. I mean, we we brewed an unfiltered IPA. We all liked it. Uh, we liked the art. I mean, everything about the beer we kind of liked. But if, if you just never know if it's going to catch. No, you don't no, know. We right. we had no flipping clue. If 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 anyone were ever to tell you from Mother Road that we knew this was a, a home run, there is no freaking They're way. Definitely lying. Yeah. It, <laughs> this was a great beer. Now we we knew we had something because we. Uh, before COVID, we took the crew up to Paonia Hop Fields for a uh, summer retreat every year. We'd go camping, and we took a bunch of these beers. They were unmarked. They were silver cans because we were still hand-labeling, uh, you know, pressure-sensitive labels at that point. And it was also a year we took the kids, and it, it was where we came up with the term tower housed hmm. because we started drinking these tower stations at 8,000 feet, Oh, up yeah. in Paonia, we're, we're playing discs, we're playing games, we're riding mountain bikes. We'll do it. And it, all of a sudden, it's it's dark up there in the middle of summer. We haven't fed any of the kids that were on the camp out. That's, <laughs> that's before we had stopped bringing kids. Uh, oh, my God. The, the, kids drank, uh, or the kids didn't drink anything, but they ate a lot of burnt dinner. And even Campbell, mm-hmm. he bought these beautiful peaches to make peach cobbler in a Dutch oven. We burnt that, so we were passing around a Dutch oven and scraping the non-burnt areas out. That's how we knew Tower Station was a hit, because we were able to drink and enjoy it and have a blast with it. Yeah. But we, but we had no clue making it. We just thought it was this was our first IPA, because we had never competed on IPAs before. We just There were too many good ones out there, and quite honestly, we, we were scared to make one. Why? Like, just because you, if you want to, you want to make sure go, you're doing it right? Well, go back to 2015. I mean, we had um, White Walls, which was our extra pale ale, which was the, the forerunner to Tower, which was loved. But there were so many good IPAs. Everyone was doing an IPA. And I just, I was nervous to put one out. I wanted it to be good. And we waited a long time. I mean, we went four years without an IPA on our menu. How do wow. I look back at yeah. That mm-hmm. seems unbelievable at this point. But that's 20, nobody would open a brewery because that's twenty eleven to twenty fifteen. Two or three IPAs on right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was, but Lost Highway was before. Well, that was a black IPA, but okay. that was yeah. that's different. Or a Cascadia Cas- Dark, yeah. if you want to, if you want to be from Portland or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, so. That's really interesting, right? Because I know in the Arizona Beer Book, we highlighted Tower Station. Mm-hmm. And to, for, to get, get you get that story from you was, was great. And there was an involvement with, with the, the guests as well, right? Wasn't yeah. there a lot of, like, the consumer side of it that helped you guys create this? Yeah, uh, we went through six renditions, and that was on the old three-barrel pilot system. And every two weeks, we'd roll a new rendition of Tower out, and they would compare one against two, two against three. And, and we so had actual ballots with pencils. Yeah, for people to vote, I like that. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd give them a ten ounce beer um, if they would uh, give us feedback. And that well, was they, allowed, they were allowed to like write notes. They yes, would write notes. Well, right? yeah, and okay. There were five questions. And they had to circle a number, and uh-huh. then they could write freehand notes. And then the following morning at ten, the brew team would meet with Alyssa and I, 
and we'd go over our tasting notes, and then we'd adjust the recipe and brew that day. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. I like a beer for the people, by the people, right? <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure that would be correct because uh, we had a guy in here that used to come in and say, I need you to brew the people's beer, and I need it to be a dollar a pint. He was an old hippie. He, okay. was, he was pretty awesome. He even had a 60s uh, V-Dub van that he'd troll around in. It was yeah. pretty cool. So the people's beer, what, what is it? Because there is a beer called the people's beer, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it was, it was the, there's a brewery in... A brewery in Oakland, I think, that they started to, to... Basically, this guy was like the... I think he was the first black brewery owner in the country in Milwaukee, and he brewed this beer called the People's Beer. Was um, it a dollar a pint? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was. I back in the day, maybe, like, you know... Adjusted uh, for inflation. For I, sure. <laughs> I like this dollar a pint thing, but... Yeah. That, 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 you should go bring back the silver coin night. Oh. Everybody just take it easy. Let's slow down a minute. <laughs> We all need to keep the lights on. It's <laughs> my job here to worry about this kind of crap. Yeah. Oh man, if if only we could. Yeah, it's it's a really different animal right now. And, I'm, and we were talking about this at lunch that uh, the economics of beer it is really tough right now. Uh, small brewers are facing just some really tough challenges. Increases, you know, aluminum was bad last year. Uh, this whole, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it, frack you, Vladimir Putin, uh. for invading Ukraine because you've messed with malt in the U.S. It's crazy that global things have spiked. I think our malt contract went up 30% this year. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tough time to be brewing. So as much as I'd love to have a dollar pint, I'm with you. We got yeah. probably not going to happen. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I want to keep paying our crew very well right. and, and keep their 401ks stocked and all that. So we we got to we got to do what's right for the for the crew and the company. But maybe someday. Someday. Maybe it's a silver dollar night. Maybe it's a silver dollar hour. But it has to be a real have, silver. Oh, absolutely. Dollar. They're going to have yeah. to find silver. silver dollars. Yeah, yeah we will Somewhere. stop it, right? <laughs> Eisenhower, <laughs> Eisenhower silver dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Or Susan B. Anthony, right? right. Is that a, that's, that's right. a half they do dollar. A, they do have dollar small coins, though, don't they? I think they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they Sacagawea. did. Sacagawea. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. So, so that's an interesting thing, right? Because, you know, Mother Road's been open since 2011, right? Yep. Uh, has been open since 2020. Almost three years, not quite. Yeah, three years in March. So, but so you guys, I mean, they've they saw they've seen the rise and they've seen the you know the craft beer explosion. You guys have just been in the game since like they the are t- light years ahead time. of us. Yeah. Light years in so many ways. We are still a very new brewery. I mean, really, this is our first year in the in the pseudo real world, sure. and it's still not even the real world because things are changing all the time. Inflation, cost of goods, you know minimum wage, all these things are factors in daily operations, and it's changing a lot. Is that, is that a lot of stress for you as the man behind the scenes, making sure this that thing stays afloat? That is my job to worry about that, and I do it really well. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you've, how have you guys continued to uh, keep, it, keep it rocking, right? Because, you know, Mother Road, you've got beers on, you know, you see their beers everywhere, right? You know, so they've got, you know, this presence in the market. You guys are still trying to fight and claw your way through. What have been some of the things you guys have done to, to help to, to keep the, the dream alive? The biggest thing is signing with Hensley uh, okay. a few months ago. That's, nice. I mean and getting our, our distribution game up and rolling. And we're still playing catch-up with those guys right now. We're trying to make as much beer as they're asking for. Yeah. And so that's, that's the thing that will keep us alive and take us to the next level is distribution for sure. Yeah. Now, when you guys opened, uh, was, the, was the plan, like, so, you know, my buddy Marshall at, at Simple Machine, mm-hmm. yep. he didn't have a plan to, to package, like, you know, maybe to do, like, a little, <laughs> a little hand canner, right? But then COVID hit, and he's like, shit, I better start, right? And now he's got, you know, some of the more prevalent cans on, on some of the beer stores, right? He just got yep. into, like, Total Wine. Um, so for you guys, was canning part of the game plan from the beginning? It was COVID... always a long-term part of the game okay. plan, but that obviously changed immediately. Yeah. I mean, we... Uh, we literally had a, a crawling machine from Dixie um, show up four or five days after we opened, and we burned that the wheels off that thing, really? <laughs> hand-delivering crawlers anywhere across town, because yeah. that was our packaging line, was yeah. that, one, that one crawler machine. Uh, and then we had Mobile West come in, like everyone did, mm-hmm. and we sort of spun up that way, and we just, we just acquired our own canning line, and so we're now moving that way. And so it's, like I said, we're, we're a long way behind where Mother Road is, but we're going down, I assume, what, similar, similar steps. Oh, you I, no, you're, you're, you're much quicker to the game because... Uh, we because of panic still, and fear? 
No, <laughs> no, we were still using mobile canning up through uh, 2016 until we oh, bought really? our own canning line. Oh, wow. So, okay. So you guys are you guys are you're doing great. Don't don't ever compare yourself. Just just play your own game and do Motto very is well. Still open. That's our model. Still open. Still, still open. Still open. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Pay, paychecks. Still go. cash. Exactly. Right. Everyone's getting paid. <laughs> still selling beer. Right. Nope. I, I I mean you laugh, but that is I I would say as the CEO of the company that is my greatest fear is letting down you know 40 some employees letting down the shareholders letting down the bankers i mean there's the there is a constant pressure because it's a, it's an economic game i mean i love the art of beer i love the flavors i love the taste i love the whole culture All and the of people that, the people yeah. in beer are amazing it's it's magnificent but at the end of the day if you don't keep the doors open it's all for naught yeah 100 yeah. well. accurate and that's and that's a hard it, it's a hard thing sometimes to balance the art and joy of beer against the harsh realities of a balance sheet and an income statement. A lot of tears over P and L's. That's a beer name right there. Tears over P and L's. Tears over P and L's. There you go. <laughs> okay, that, that's going to be the second collab oh, beer. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Nice work. Yep. So, well, to wrap this up, we're, you know, we're going to get this thing wrapped up. Uh, very excited for these beers that come out. Uh, today, uh, you guys brewed a smoked Scotch Ale, yep. uh, which was, I didn't realize this, this was sm- uh, malt smoked by Jamie at Satchmo's. Of course. Cold who, smoked. Who, who else would we have him? For I mean, sure. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's uh, on my short list of my top, brewer, or my top podcast guests. I want to get him on. I, I hmm. think he'd be a good guest. Oh, you should absolutely. Um, he's got some stories, and uh, he's he's picking up a new career right now. Oh, really? Uh, as the shakeup of the hotel restaurant management school has uh, happened, and Chef Mark is now taking over executive director, Jamie is starting to instruct over there as chef. Oh, wow. Nice. Which is really exciting to have him now part of that beer certificate program and, of course, part of our food trailer and part of this community. He's just... He's a pillar. He gives so much money to this town, so much of his time and expertise. He's, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, kudos, man. Kudos, yeah. for sure. Yeah, don't be afraid of the microphone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, the double West Coast-ish IPA. Ish. Emphasis uh, on the ish. Yeah. Uh, on the ish, yeah, <laughs> uh, at Moda Sonoran. And these are both going to be available for Beer Week and uh, at Strong, Strong Beer, Beer Festival. Festival. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, um, We'll be doing some tap takeovers, I think, and uh, putting some handles of both of our beers besides our main lines, which will be a lot of fun to show off uh, what our respective breweries can do. Love it. I love Yeehaw. it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thanks for joining. Thanks for getting us, uh, asking us to get involved with this, and this is exciting. So, oh, thank I'm, you. I get Happy to, do, to be here. Get to do what I do best and drink and eat. So, thank <laughs> you for allowing me to do that. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Great day. Thank Cheers, you guys. For yeah, thank you.